This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. I'm your host, Mark. And with me today is Clint Eltringham. Hello. Uh, Clint and I have been one of... He's been one of my closest friends for as long as I can remember. I believe we started being friends 14, 15. Yeah, about, about 15 years old for me, I think it was. It was funny. We, we weren't close. Clint moved up and started going to the church that I had been attending for about a year, year and a half. And his mom invited me to go to a beach with him here in Maryland. <laughs> and I didn't know don't, don't, any better. Don't make it sound weird. <laughs> it was just a uh, like a four-day vacation, and she wanted me to to bring someone along who was kind of my age. I wasn't bored by myself with uh, just her and, and my little brother and sister. That was kind of our introduction to one another. It was, it was a good one. And it, and it, it started a, uh, a kind of a ritual that we always had of going down to the, to the ocean for a week or so that we did for quite a number of years. Quite a number of years is, is, is correct. We, we've, we've seen each other through good times and bad times. Mm-hmm. We've had some moments where we were extremely close, and we've had some moments where we were quite angry at one another. We, we've never swung at each other, but I, I have hit Mark with a, a golf cart before, which is kind of pretty bad. But what, what he's not telling you is he hit my ankle that had just got out of a cast because I had ripped all the ligaments in my ankle. And, and in my defense, I really wasn't trying to, to hit him. I want to kind of sneak up on him with the, the golf cart while he was in his backswing, and I just didn't hit the brake soon enough. But... Uh, you know, he lived. But he, here's here's how godly I am. Are you ready? <laughs> I had a golf club in my hand, and he had just hit me with a golf cart. But I decided not to swing the club. You still you still threw your hat and, and gave me the the look of I'm going to kill you, which I I quickly made my uh, my exit after a while. And we were sharing that golf cart, and I had to sit in our other friend's golf cart, <laughs> who I did not want to sit in his <laughs> golf cart at all. Good times, good times. So, as you can see, Clint and I have been friends for a long time. But one thing that that has been very consistent about our relationship, whether we agree with it or not, is we've always wanted to see the church move and grow to something else. Yes. Not change it, not that it's it's wrong, but we wanted to see it grow. Going through youth group and going through other things, we've always pushed ourselves to try to find it. And, and we really have looked at different things. Right. We've never seen it the same. We've never, we've never always really been like just connected so close that we were like, oh, let's do this. But we've had this great way of feeding off of each other so that we can build something together. And we've done a lot of ministry together over the years. And it's, it's, you know, the Bible talks about iron sharpens iron. You know, him and I have more of a, an old school way of looking at things. He's a little more um, new school, a little more, you know, what's different, what's next. So when you put the two of us together, you actually have a pretty good combination of two guys and, and two men of God that see things, you know, a little bit differently 
And, um, you know, even though we've disagreed, we've always been able to put Christ first and it's always made us stronger and it's made whatever we've done to be that much more effective with having, you know, more than one person running it. So this is our first podcast that we're doing together. And this is something that has been on my heart for a really long time. Because as you can see, we grew up together. I get, I became a Christian when I was, when I was 14 and the thing that helped me grow my faith really quick was we went to a church that where you had to go to church basically on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, or you were kind of not part of the strong Christians. But when we would go to church on Sunday nights, every so often people would give their testimony. And it was something that I just, I looked at and went, wow, like these people know God and I am going to serve that same God. And it, grew my faith in a way that I cannot explain. And we had, you know, a, a kind of a vast uh, uh, motley crew of characters. Uh, there was one man in particular who was a part of the mafia who I remember on a Sunday night told the story of when two guys were banging on his front door at 3 o'clock in the morning, and he thought that they were there to, to kill him. So he grabbed his shotgun and walked around the side of the house to confront them. And it turned out it was two of his friends who just wanted to party at three o'clock in the morning and to have that kind of um, that journey to where he finally gave his heart to the Lord and and started coming to church and serving uh, in a ministry. And it's always amazing to see that there's nobody that's too far that God cannot restore, that God cannot uh, forgive of sins and and be able to to use them in in a a way that glorifies him. And that's always been the, the greatest thing about uh, God is that there is nobody who is whose sin is so great and has done things, something so terrible that God is not willing to forgive them and to and to use them to to touch the world. So with this podcast, I've had this vision that I want to hear people's stories. Stories are kind of what makes the world go round, and because of these testimonies that I heard when I was young, I wanted to live up and 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 tell a good story with my life. But we only hear like the famous pastor stories or the stories we read in books. But everybody has God doing something for them. So with Amazed by God, the podcast, we want to just collect anybody's stories. If you have a story, feel free to to message us through our website, amazedbygod.com. And we will come and listen and interview you and hear your story so that we can share it with the world so that other people can be encouraged and can grow their faith. Because we want to just help people grow their faith Mm. but this is just one aspect of the ministry that we're doing and we kind of want to just introduce them to you right now you'll hear a little bit more about them as as the weeks go on but the first is the first of the other one is through god's library with for me i i've studied you know the bible and have a biblical theology i can't speak a biblical theology degree there you go and one thing that amazes me is that people don't treat the Bible as holy anymore. Right. The Bible is the only definitive way that we hear from God. It's his word. He gave it to us. But we pick and choose from it. Little verses here and there. It's kind of become the Instagram of books. And it's, you know, if there is one thing that you should be doing as a Christian, if you want to learn how to live an effective life um, as a follower of Christ, or even just as a person, if you want to learn how to have 
a better marriage or to be a better a parent, um, you know, how to, to work properly, how to, to be prosperous in your life and how to deal with anxiety and, and depression. And, you know, that is that is the manual that God has given to us directly to um, answer those questions. So it's like putting together a piece of Ikea furniture with someone else trying to tell you, you know, what to do and you're, you're getting it secondhand. So you're doing yourself a, a huge, you know, a shortcoming in your growth if you are simply listening to the pastor or to, you know, the guy, um, you know, on the, the, the YouTube. And while it's all great and fine, there's nothing like digging into God's word and learning it for yourself and because that's how you're going to grow. So with Through God's Library, what we're going to do is we're going to give you thought process through thought process through books of the Bible so that you can read the Bible, pick up one book of the Bible of God is library. This is a collection of books that we've put together that we call the Bible. And you'll be able to read through it with us and it will help you understand what's going on. We're not going to get into theology. We're not going to get into any of that. We're going to give you a knowledge of what is being talked about so you can trace that thought process and dig a little bit deeper for yourself. As Clint said, we want you to have a firsthand knowledge and an interaction with God. That leads me to what we're going to do next, and this is our outreach. So what we're doing now with the podcast is encouraging. Then we're trying to teach people to grow closer with God. But the next thing is we were worried about the next generation. Mm -hmm. I was a youth pastor for eight years, and I have a heart for the youth that is very, very strong. But I have a heart for middle school kids right now. Looking at the way the world is changing, we can see that these kids are kind of becoming the shadow of the church. They're just in the background youth groups are kind of geared towards high school kids. They're geared toward the kids that dominate the conversation. And these middle school kids are growing up in that shadow. And I think as a whole, not every church, they're kind of being forgot about. So we want to focus in on where they are, where their attentions are. So YouTube and through ministries like that, where we can reach them and can connect with them and get them to understand that there is a God that loves them and cherishes them. And we can help them grow up so we don't have to win them back at another point. And Mark said it, you know, the churches, they do a pretty good job with uh, with kids' church, younger children, and, and there's focus on the, the teenagers. The the middle school age, you know, the, the 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, around that age, they're facing an unprecedented amount of stress, uh, because of social media, um, the things that you know teenagers used to face when they were 15, 16, 17 are now 10, 11, 12 year olds are having to face and they're just they're not equipped coming from being children and making that transition to being a little bit older teenager. And we're seeing the rate of suicide start to go up in these these younger ages where they they don't have any true grasp of what it is to to take their life, but yet, the pressures of society, the pressures of social media has been so strong that there needs to be some attention paid to this up and coming generation of kids who are having to face things that are just way over their head. So we don't want to we don't want to separate ourselves from the church. We want to partner with local churches. Yes. We want to help local churches any way that we can. That's so right. with this ministry, which is called 8765 online. We will partner with churches and help reach this generation. So 
that they don't have to start working to get them back as they grow older. And one statistic that I, I found fascinating, and I know statistics are just kind of that, they're guideposts to let us know where it's going. It's not a definitive answer. But it says that 80% of people that come to know God as adults had an interaction with him in their teen years. So we want to help facilitate that. We want to focus in on that. We want to help them, them being the churches, figure out how to reach these kids. If we can find a way that they can start inviting their friends and, and being evangelistic, that they will start to learn what God is about. And, and using the social media for good, you know, social media gets a, a bad rap because of, uh, you know, the bullying and, and things that go on. Everyone has an opinion and everyone wants to fight with everybody else. Um, if you can take something, you know, that can reach that many people and use it for the glory of God, you know, how much more powerful it would be. And it's time to stop letting the world take something and, and corrupt it. And it's time for us to use, you know, what these kids are uh, are constantly on every single day to to be the new missionary field to spread the the word of God. So, our ministries are three focused. Three ministries focus on the same thing: bringing encouragement and love, and teaching people to understand who Jesus is and how much He loves Him, and let them connect with Him. So, with this being our first podcast, I want to ask Clint some questions. First off, Clint. Tell me a story or tell me something about yourself where you look back and go, wow, I serve an amazing God. So I'm what I would call a church brat. I am a a kid that was born and raised in the church. Uh, My father was a deacon and a Sunday school superintendent. My mother was a piano player. We were at church, you know, all the time. And... I never, you know, went through that time where, uh, you know, you hear some of these people who used to be, you know, drug addicts and used to, to be just horrible people, and they had this great salvation moment. Mine was more of just kind of plodding along, uh, you know, church was just an everyday life. And as I got into my my twenties and kind of my early thirties, I started experiencing times of where it just wasn't the same anymore, you know, to, to use the, what we call Christianese. It was a desert time. It was a place of dryness where I just felt distant from God. And I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And it led me to be extremely angry at God, thinking that, you know, he had, he had left me or he's doing something that just isn't right. And there's been a couple of times where I've almost wanted to, to turn my back on it, just out of frustration and out of fear and out of anger and every time I've gone through that, as hard as it's been, I'm always amazed that after a certain amount of time, that God has always come back in and given me a time of refreshing and time of growing me and restoring me to, you know, further along than what I was. And, you know, if it was somebody that, you know, had given something to me and then I decided to turn my back on them, you know, the chances of them uh, be willing to take me back over and over again is, you know, is slim to none. And that's what makes the story of the God of the Bible so amazing is that his grace and his mercy, he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to love you. He wants you and him to spend eternity together so much so that he was willing to sacrifice his most precious gift, his son. He gave up his son to be tortured and to die for something that he did not do just so we could reconnect with God. And so those times of, you know, where I felt like I just almost wanted to turn my back and walk away, 
I'm always amazed at when I finally come to and I finally realize that God's been there the whole time, that he always takes me back with open arms. That's, it's, it's amazing how much we can run from God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we don't have to do anything to run back. Mm. I, I do think about it this way, and it just, this just dawned on me right now. I w- so wish that it, we could eat bad food and then just say, oh, I don't want it anymore, and it would just go away. <laughs> and there's no effect on it. <laughs> well, I, you know, that hard work of working the food off stinks, and, and sometimes we feel like we have to come back to God. We have to run on the treadmill, and we have to you know, sweat all those pounds off or all that sin off of us. Right. But no, God is always right there. He's willing to wash away those calories right away. You know, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way in in the food realm. But no, with, not. with Jesus, he is always right there. Well, Clint, I want to ask you just a couple other questions. Mm-hmm. What is or who is your favorite Bible passage story person in the Bible? So, like I said, growing up in the church, I've, you know, I've heard all the stories and you know, I know the the major and minor prophets and, and things like that, but the stories that stuck with me the most are the stories that I heard when I was a kid and growing up in church. Uh, one in particular is um, a story of a man named Samson. And now that the the Marvel movies are out, and you have you know Captain America and Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and you have these you know these superheroes, you know Samson was the first superhero. God had blessed him with an incredible amount of strength. Um, he was able to, you know, defeat lions, and there was a story that he was able to kill um, ten thousand enemy soldiers with just the the jawbone of a donkey, and he just had incredible strength. And he was blessed by God, and he was called by God to lead God's people, the 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 Israelites. And after a while, he started to take it for granted and started to rebel against God and what God wanted him to do to keep his strength. Um, at the end of the story. He had his strength taken from him and was taken capture by the same people, the same enemies that he had been fighting. They gouged his eyes out and they brought him to an arena and put him against the two main pillars so that they could laugh at him. And here's a man that's been so blessed by God to carry out, uh, you know, his taking care of God's people to him, squandering it all the way. And now he is paying, you know, a terrible price for it. And, uh, in those moments, he, he you know, asked for forgiveness and asked for God to, to grant him the ability to have his strength back once again, once more, to be able to take revenge and to be able to take out um, these horrible people that were uh, just uh, a pain in the, the Israeli sides and, and, and was constantly causing war. And God gave him back his strength so that he could push the pillars out and it brought the whole arena down and he lost his life. Um, at the very end of it. But it, the amazing part is, is that God was still willing to use him even after Samson had squandered the strength and squandered the, the gifts and the talents that God had given him. And it's a testament to God's grace and mercy that even when we take his gifts and use it, you know, the wrong way and and lose them, that God is still right there and his grace and mercy is, is still powerful enough to be able to, to reach down and to, to use us once more. It's the amazing thing about our God that he just, he wants to be with us no matter what we do, what we say. He's always wants to be with us. And he will prove that to you over and over and over again if he needs to. 
Let me ask you one last question before we end here, and just like to ask on a little bit of a fun question. Name me one worship song that if if any listeners would like to go out and listen to that has touched your heart. Well, I was going to say Oceans, but that's, you know, that's just a joke. That's kind of a little bit of a played out song. Um, kind of like Shout to the Lord was back in the late 90s. Yeah, or, or Potter's Hands in the, in the 90s as well. So being raised in church, and my mother was a piano player, uh, we sang a lot of hymnals back in the day. And they kind of get a bad rap now because it was played, you know, they're written, some of them were written in the 1800s, some of them were kind of a slower beat, and it's, it's considered to be old school. But um, as I look back on it, and I can read some of the words, I realize just how much power are in the lyrics, where today's songs are, you know, they're meant to be a little more catchy and easier to sing, and, you know, some can be a little on the shallow end, but um, it's incredible when I go back and I read some of the, the songs that we used to sing, and read the verses, and I, I see, you know, just the the power and the the praise that are in these these lyrics. And um, I have a um, a worship pastor friend who talks about everything, kind of comes back around again. And we went from you know four or five verses, you know, hymnals to very simple choruses, and actually now we're getting back into songs that have two or three choruses and, and two different bridges and everything. And you know, sooner or later, the hymnals. I've already started to come back a little bit. They're kind of integrating them with some of the newer songs, but I'm not going to, you know, pick one because there's there's just too many of them. But it, it's always a, a good reminder that not everything that's uh, you know old is is bad and you know and and out of date and you know there's still power in those things that you you know you take for granted. Well, there you have it. Go listen to some old hymns and listen to the words. Don't just listen to the music. Don't, yeah, don't listen to the beat. You'll fall asleep. <laughs> All right. Well, for Clint Altrinham, thank you very much for being here. Absolutely. For Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library, I'm Mark Stitchin. I'm your host, and I hope to see you again. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.